49. So it's a little nice day. Yeah, I feel like we don't say our name enough. I was thinking about no, that the other day. No, people don't know who we are. No. They don't care about the content. Do they even care about that? Mm, maybe. A few of them do. Mm. Oh, I do yeah, like our name, though. Football Almost Daily. Football Almost Daily. It's Almost Daily. We're on episode 49, and it is the eve of the new Premier League season. So we're just going to have a quick look at uh, what our predictions are for this season and have a little talk about our fantasy upcoming. Well, you wanted to have a little... Well, we both wanted to have a little chat about... Um, because this is your second season, you were just saying you're feeling a little bit like maybe you're still not quite going to get in the groove to win any of the leagues you're in and stuff like that. But mm. you're just saying about things you've sort of learnt. Yeah, I feel like I uh, last season so started off very poorly. Because um, I think you kept on saying like, right, I was thinking about it on the way home that we didn't, we thought we wanted to make the podcast, but we didn't make it for like the week that we were in, did we? No. And then, uh, so my fantasy team, I think it was an hour or two before the deadline. And then I downloaded the app and just put like randomized team because I didn't have any time. And I was like literally within a couple of minutes of uh, the time before I like locked it in. Um, so I made that mistake. I didn't plan for anything. And then the second week I had about five transfers. So I didn't realize I got 60 points, Yeah. Uh, which I thought was hilarious. And then I was unsure of a captain, I think in the second or third week. Because I didn't know about double game week. Yeah. Which is freaking annoying because no one explains that stuff when you're starting out. Yeah. So, that stuff. So, a few little pointers in there then for people, things you've learned. Mm, also, the um, rotation for your subs. I didn't know that if a player didn't play, they automatically rotate a sub on. So, just assume yeah. you didn't get any points. So, I never planned the uh, bench because you put it in order of who you want to come on. So that I learned about halfway through the season. I was like, oh shit, this is actually just bringing the, uh, the subs on. I better sort out who I want. And then if I've got an answer, it's like there's loads of small things that you don't realise. Yeah, so for the people at home, don't make any of those mistakes. Especially if this is your first season and you're starting. If it's not your first season, you're just teaching and that's okay. But if you're debut season, you're thinking of having a go at it. It's all a bit of fun in the end, but yeah, you know, things to watch out for. Probably you've got your little uh, boosters, like say triple captain, bench boost, uh, free hit, mm. and then you can wildcard twice a season. But I didn't realise there was two wildcards either. No. So I probably would have used one of them sooner if I'd have known. I think so. I've, I've tended to um, pick a team, and then the trouble is you don't know who's going to be in form at what point of the season. So early on last season, I realised that nearly my entire team was my entire. Yeah. So I had to wild card like really early, and I think that's that's probably going to be a fairly common thing now. People will wild use their first wild card much earlier than they usually think. Mm. Um, but yeah, saving those boosters for towards the end of the season is never a bad thing. I mean, I know you want to get the points that you want to get off it, but. It gives you that little edge over people if they've already played theirs and you're on similar points. You can sort of think a little more tactical about when you want to play it and stuff like that. I think I was very um, reactive for about half of the season until I started to actually sit back and just be like, right, I'm going to hold this transfer. Mm. And then next week I've got two and then I can actually like like plan what I want to do rather than just say, oh, this guy's scoring a lot of goals. I get a load of points. I'm going to get them in. But across from yeah. somebody who might have actually had a really good game week for the next week, I didn't really look at any of that. It was only about halfway through where I was like, oh shit, right, no, keep that guy because he's got a good game. And 
they take the other guy or two guys like change a bunch of the scores or something like that rather than costing yourself one choice it's yeah so like you might think last season you might think O'Bannon was good to get in to uh, because he's going to murder Norwich but then the following week three weeks he's got Man City Man United yeah and Spurs or something you're like mm, you know good is it worth bringing him in for that one game unless you can plan to rotate him out the following week yeah all that stuff I have no idea about yeah, he's a lot of money, so you'd either want to go a load of medium-level players if that scenario comes up, or yeah, have O'Bannon and Patrick Nair or a similar-level player. But yeah, it's just all this stuff that we don't have a plan on. Like, I think we're gonna have a lot. Um, the season's gonna be a lot better. Yeah, a lot better. I think so too. And the thing is, as well, it's like for anybody who's new to it, don't be discouraged. Like, if you have a crap start, because nothing is won or lost. I think at my worst last season, I was like 120 points off the top almost. I managed to claw it back by the end of the season. So nothing's like won or lost early. You just keep plowing away at it. Keep plugging away at it. Trying to do what you can do. Yeah, you have to take a few risks to try and get points up. But if you make a few calculated risks, all of a sudden within you know a couple of weeks, two or three weeks, everything looks completely different again. I mean, how many times were we, like, duping it out for leader last season? How I think we had, like, five or six players in our own particular league who were miles away at some point and right in at the next. And there was one particular week where everybody just ended up on almost the same points or within kind of six or seven points. Mm. I think, what was that, eight people in our little mini league, and I think there was six for, like, all of a sudden I started to understand the state of the game a bit more and I started mm. to slowly creep up and I'd like end up maybe uh, fifth and then I'd like drop a little bit and then I'd be mm. fourth and I'd kind of hold that for a bit and then I'd end up like third in the end mm. so I eventually figured out that like you have to do things differently and plan it rather than just go fuck it it's going to be good mm. it's like how's this game but it was like last season as well like everybody pretty much came up under Bruyne as their captain didn't they yeah. so you know on a on a week when Man City were also at home to Norwich or something like that you know may, maybe people were captaining De Bruyne or if you looked a bit further down the league and saw like oh well you know like Spurs are playing somebody else at, at home you know maybe I'll stick it on Son it's like that sort of tactical captaincy to try and make the point but it's take your chance I mean the chances are De Bruyne was gonna was going to do the business but if he didn't there were several times last season where I picked a different captain and then like De Bruyne was rotated out or lost that game and it was the same at Liverpool like people would be captaining Salah and then he didn't score yeah. and he had like a crap week but I'd have slung the armband on someone um, you know someone else who, who wasn't as dead set and you'd end up making up like you know 10 15 that's when points. your uh, yeah your points are going to get bigger isn't it because if everyone captains De Bruyne and he ends up getting rotated and you captain somebody else points are worth more, especially if they're at home and captain's less. Because yeah. the people that are captain De Bruyne are going to have a harder hit than you will. So yeah, yeah you'll then rack up De Bruyne points and get a big jump. So all that stuff is, is great. I'm definitely yeah. learning a lot. But most importantly, that's what I've been up to. Run the fun stop. Having fun. Yeah, it's not, not, not so much <laughs> stress about it. I think sometimes people online like to them down too much but sometimes you I read some of the stuff on 
you know, we're analysing people's pages and it really just turns me off. Again, I'm like, oh, my darling, but, you know, it looks like a lot of work to put that in and they've got all these stats about 0.7 goals or whatever versus 1.2 chances and all that. The expected goals to them per understand goal. Oh, I'm like, oh, I can't think of anything I mean, more boring. Right, I understand people are likely to score in such a fast way that that's what they the kind of teams that are allowed to concede and stuff so mm -hmm. I don't know how you could get review a goal you surely mm. you just argue a goal if they're a highly paid striker and they're against a shitty team they're just going to defend because they're going to score so why do you need an expected it's so odd like I don't I yeah the expected goals stuff is a bit of crap basically you can look at things like um, I mean when I captained Obanian a couple of times Obanian's goal scoring record against you know like bottom six teams is ridiculous so if he was playing a bottom six team, I thought the, the general trend is that he tends to do well against bottom six teams. And I think I captained him twice, and both times he scored a couple of goals. So you're like, it's things like that. It's not maybe expected goals or any of that sort of stuff. It's, uh, you know, like just thinking about the lay of the land, how teams are doing. Like last year, Norwich were so bad. If you pick the opposition team's striker, more often than not, they scored. So it didn't matter who it was, Prestwood or Burnley or Obaniang or whomsoever. It just seemed like the opposition team's striker scored. Mm. So It's all things like that that you learn, though, as a player. So yeah. Hopefully. I mean, I'm in a lot of mini-leagues. So you are in a lot of mini-leagues. <laughs> I mean, for a town, there's like six in there. Yeah. seven at the moment I've got another one at Rotherham so I'm in eight so hopefully I'm going to be top or near top I'm mm -hmm. hoping I'm going to be top five in a couple of them leagues I think that's that's my goal is around top five yeah because I don't think I will but I might and if I'm aiming for top five then you never know you just have to see how it goes don't you I mean last season one of our leagues thought as soon as they got to the top and they were a few points ahead they were like oh yeah I've got all the best players now so it's kind of done and you're like mm, that's not really how it works it's like it's hedging your bets. I had Dale LaFayle for one week last season, and it was against Norwich, and he scored twice, I think. He scored one. Either he scored one and got an assist, or he scored twice. And I was like, that was the only week I had him. I rotated him out the next week. So it's like playing those kind of odds where you think, this guy's actually not in bad form. And I think against this team, like Norwich's high line, I thought someone is pacey like him. He's going to be behind it all day long. And it was within about four minutes he'd scored, I think. So it doesn't always follow, but it's kind of like if you know a little bit about football as well and you can kind of see the way teams play and what their strengths and weaknesses are, you can understand a little bit more of the players as well. Um, but if you're not even that into it, if you're literally just to kind of like dip in and out, but I want to have a bit of fun with this, then just have some fun with it. Right? I think it's one of those, like, it's such a good free game. To be is, invested yeah. in football, it really is. I've learned so much about football and players' names and everything like that today. Yeah. Year. Is it been um, a year? Almost a year. I mean, my wife has entered a team this year, um, and she has tipped people by whether she likes their name or not. <laughs> so it's going to be embarrassing if I lose to her. I mean, that's kind of what I did in the first yeah. chapter. Chapter. You did spend a few weeks saying you liked the name, didn't you? Just picking it by yeah. that. Or if they uh, they were in a team I liked, I'd go for them. Yeah. I did have eleven men of that though. Would you be real out of that? No, I wouldn't. 
Yeah, oh, so the 20, 25th of August. First. Thanks for any good. Here we are, folks, 41 episodes late, although 20 of those episodes have been uh, <laughs> a club-by-club bite-sized breakdown of fancy Pigs Legal Club info and the Liverpool Township info. I really we enjoyed were, doing those. I enjoyed doing them as well. I would have liked to have done them a, you know, a bit more in-depth with a little bit more... I think you can see that the first one was 21 minutes and 16, 16, 17 minutes, 9 minutes, 9 minutes, <laughs> 12 minutes, 9 minutes, 9 minutes, 12 minutes, 12 minutes, so yeah, yeah we, could kind we of simply just didn't plan ahead well enough or we couldn't meet up well enough to do yeah. a, a little more in depth on each week but it would have been nice to but obviously you can look back next season that's it I mean I think so not only have I learned a lot about like the, the plastic and things like that things I've learned a lot about this podcast as well mm-hmm. so hopefully the next um, I don't know if you want to do it season if you can keep it one season but then just wrap it up so it's like it's just because I know some people do it season so I'm like so that was season one that's mm-hmm. season two whichever yeah I feel like this the podcast is kind of going to get better and better now that we're wrapping yeah. up episodes and getting more confident and I'm understanding more about football fantasy and, and all yeah that I don't really mind I just don't don't much care if it matters too much no I don't whatever think. really but uh, yeah I'm looking forward to it anyway like hopefully it's going to be a really good season um, I know there's not been much of a breakdown there's still all the virus bonter about but hopefully the season will be uninterrupted I think they're going to have real trouble if this season gets interrupted because the fixtures are already jammed crammed in tight as a box of chess yeah. well, and they've, they've now had to drop games and drop a winter break and all sorts of stuff to try and make sure that this season well if there's another lockdown this is going to be the most watched season oh no it's only the first couple of games getting through for it isn't it uh, I think it's all of September so far so if there's another lockdown this could be the most watched start to the season in years could be I think the uh, National Day games on BBC One last season were watched by millions and millions of Americans. Um, definitely the FA Cup ones were as well, but I think they're guaranteed anyway. But I don't know. That I mean, the Premier League is it's going to be a tough time for football. I think the Premier League are, are having to maybe pass even some money down to the FA to try and keep things afloat. But hopefully the fans will be able to back in some not only for the spectacle, I mean we all watch football, football stadiums for the energy and that, but you know, I know they sweeten it a bit with the crowd noise on TV, but not the same, not the same atmosphere and and passion and how people react to things and stuff is nicer if it's an integral part of the game and experience, so hopefully that will happen, and for the finance, because how long can clubs go on without getting any money through the gates, I mean start to become an existential threat to a sport as we know it once yeah, that's true. you can start to see some of these uh, clubs that have kind of bloated the finances for a while just start to like drop off or to cut back actually or mm. I mean do, do clubs merge has that ever been a, a thing oh, at this high level because I know like lower leagues do but like yeah not at this level really um, they don't merge they've so they'd get saved mergers from are, yeah they've been they've been more like a Yeah. You might find it in the lower leagues, but you know, or non-league, but it's yeah, I can't imagine mergers. But like all the London teams, and they suddenly a couple of them merge, and they yeah. go because the fans <laughs> have not enjoyed either of it. Uh, no, Arsenal, Arsenal, yeah, yeah. I don't think that'd work, would it? Really? 
Do you want to yeah. move on to this season? And uh, I don't know if I want to do my full team because I might might change it. But uh, yeah, I mean, we can have a look at some preliminary picks. I'm a little bit reticent with my team at the moment. I'm really not that good at any of my picks. That's actually. true. What about just do your? Can you just do captain options? Because I'm gonna have to choose my own actually. Okay, I'll tell you what. You do yours, and uh, I'll pick me a super. <laughs> Brilliant. So I've got uh, Aubameyang, Son, and Salah. Mm-hmm. And my three options. Uh, yeah. At the moment, as Salah plays uh, captaincy with Aubameyang, and Salah's pick options. So you've got Aubameyang away at Fulham, mm-hmm. Son at home to Everton, mm-hmm. Salah at Leeds? home to Leeds. Tough as ins. Like they're, well, they're, I don't know yeah. whether to not captain Aubameyang because he's stung so much like the last two times I've had him. I'm thinking, is he going to do I put Salah as captain because he's been as well rested he didn't last season terribly well and then second this year that's because he's been I can understand why yeah you can understand why it's tough because because Aubameyang is in rich vein of form and it was Mm. good luck last year with the FA Cup final where no good came back for us by anything I know yeah Um, yeah he was superb at Burnley and so you'd imagine that Aubameyang would be much more able to score Burnley are such a fancy but quantity at Fulham and an unknown quantity at Leeds so I think Liverpool playing at home is challenging for any opening day against the promoted side Leeds going to be historically Wobbly. a bigger club than the position they find themselves in now so I like what they are doing um, in terms of I feel like that game would have been completely different for those fans because there aren't any I think they're going to be a little bit wobbly yeah, well, also, Keane's going to make a big impression. I mean, it could Liverpool is potential banana skin for either of them. Fulham and Leeds, and obviously you're looking at Son, Everton at home. I mean, I, for me, I would probably put my money more on Liverpool beating Leeds than Arsenal beating Fulham away. Mm. Um, but Arsenal, I mean, a Bamiang could score a goal and Arsenal lose. So, who knows? But as Son at home to Everton, is he's had a pretty. So it's gone on the downward, but he's had a pretty scintillating fixture. As to say, the three seasons. The main reason I have him is just because I got him in bids, and Mm -hmm. he looks so good at home. Mm -hmm. So that's why I've got him. Like he's going to be good this season if we do that. So, if it were me and I had to pick out of that lot, I would probably. Salah mm. at home to Leeds. I think that's a good buy. And you know, I mean, Leeds have got a new guy, your favourite guy, Robin Cock. <laughs> Robin Cock, sorry, in at the back. I do own him as well. Um, you do own him, yeah. Exactly. So they've got him coming in at the back, but I would say Leeds would have had a much better chance if they had the continuity of Ben White being there because I think that's what happened last season. It's a tough ask, isn't it? Away at Liverpool, and you you can't get a blank lead. Oh, but Leeds are going to want to make an impression, and they're a good attacking threat. So, also I've just seen that Arsenal's his first game of the day, so that's probably not a good decision. <laughs> the captain might get two or three goals. Well, it's going to be a draw, isn't it? The thing that will go for Arsenal in that away game is there's no fans. Mm. You know, f- you had Fulham's fans roaring them on in a home game against. Uh, Another London club in the opening day. Yeah, that'd be a pretty tough ask, but um, 
I can just see that being Mayo. Speaking yeah. of which, are we doing a bet? Let's do it. Do you want to get like put those back in or not? A bet on what? I don't know. Who's we, like just winners and losers for the opening fixture? Oh yeah, we did do that last. We week, did it like we? for three games or three weeks and then didn't bother. Yeah, don't know. Or we could do like. I thought it was a bit long winded. We don't have to do all of them. We can just do take the first Saturday game and try and predict the scores and see if that sinks the reason. Well, yeah, okay, go on. Keep going. Win is not scoreline. Yeah, well, you can scoreline if you want. No point. Just the first four games, and that'll be so boring. Mm-hmm. So just well, before we pick our betting hot tip for the evening, <laughs> even though we don't know anything about betting, <laughs> let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna go wrong. Yeah. Okay, uh, I think you've solved my captaincy dilemma. I bet I'm gonna have to get captain and then be like, "You absolute fluke." <laughs> yeah, but ultimately, you. So that's. But ultimately, you've got to make your own. Decisions. I was gonna say that's that's something well. else that I massively yeah. learned uh, about playing FPL last season. It's like, yeah, what who's, I don't, I don't, I mine is just an opinion, like yours is just yeah. an opinion. That's but it. I read so much towards the end of the season and like watched so much. Listen to a ton of podcasts about people's opinions and why you should accept them over the ultimate score decision. Because you can listen to loads of people's advice, like ours, and it can could be completely wrong, but it's just an opinion based on the fact yeah. that we've seen and interpreted our way. So you have to make your own decisions. Yep, absolutely. You've got to do what you think's best. Okay. So, go on, I'm sorry. What I was, was going to say, what about expected points? Do you want to take a guess how many points your team's going to get in the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That sounds a lot like tempting fate to me. Okay, that's fair. Because you, if you say low, it'll be lower. And if you say oh. high, it'll be lower. Okay, yeah, <laughs> Whichever way you lose. Um, I think what we should do is perhaps let the people out there in listening land uh, know what our Premier League predictions are for this season. So every week we're going to have a little idea of what they think. And then perhaps they can get in touch with us on Twitter, at Football Almost, and give us their predictions. Yeah. So we would do the top three, bottom three, and then we can. I think we we could. Yeah, if you want to, if you'd rather post with us. Yeah, because the middle on. middle section doesn't matter, does it? Go for top four. <laughs> go for top four then. Okay. And then bottom three. Okay. Do you want to go first? Uh yeah, can do. So my should we go for top four? Mm-hmm. So my top four, I have gone for Tottenham in fourth. I think I'll shock a few people under Jose Mourinho. Um, I think they're a, they're a more solid outfit now, and they've added a couple of good players that I think isn't going to disrupt the team too much, but might add Doherty at right back to start, and then and then Hoiberg in midfield. I think they'll be better than people are giving them credit for. Definitely both Mourinho and Solskjaer, and I think they are going to be They're my pick for fourth. Do you want me to do my whole lot and then you do your whole lot, or you want? Yeah, why not do all? Okay, so third, I've gone for Arsenal. I think they'll probably complete another at least one triumphant Lukaku in midfield, or maybe add a couple of signings. And I think they they're starting to look good under Arteta. Um, I think he's strong at the moment. I can see him, especially with Aubameyang. Not only staying as it stands, but being pretty happy there at the minute. I think they made a few 
fully safe for the child a couple of swallows so of course the leader comes up on that line and plants Gabrielle so both of those guys who are both highly rated hit the ground running I think they're going to be good and I've just got a little sneaky feeling that Pepe might have been one of those guys that had a real kind of non first season and it kind of sucked his progress up to be kind of somewhat ambitious and kind of quick enough to be elite um, so I'll go for Man City second I'll put them in the runners up spot uh, I think they'll still be there or thereabouts as things pile up at the back and then they'll be somewhere or thereabouts uh, they haven't for me Ake doesn't address completely their centre back problems um, I don't think he's a commanding presence that's what they're missing like you know company was a leader at the back an organiser and a commanding presence and not quite the pace up guy he is skillful can play with his out from the back uh, but I think what they need is Gabriel more than anything is a voice and I don't think they've got that on the wing as far as I'm concerned so I, I can see that their attacking talent will still be enough to put them for the title challenge uh, but I think ultimately we'll end up finishing runner up which means we've come to the top spot and for me it's Chelsea so the obvious point that we probably shouldn't gloss over here is I haven't put Liverpool in the top four. We all conquered Liverpool. It seems mad on the face of it. Um, but I don't think... I'm just going to defend myself a bit here. Um, but I don't think Liverpool are, are going to have enough. They're not top six until... No, I, d I think <laughs> this season they, they haven't made the signings. I know that hasn't happened for the past few seasons, but I've just kind of... It's just a little feeling that we think a team is starting to go the other way, and I feel like that about Liverpool. I might be completely wrong. They'll throw me off. They'll win the league this time, but it's just a feeling that... I think Spurs and Arsenal and Chelsea are on the up, and Liverpool might have plateaued, and they haven't got good centre forward as number six. Salah's going to have a less productive season I think he started to look a little bit old like they were well a little bit like <laughs> he was getting figured out I think last season Mane was having shoulder problems yeah um, he just looked like he was getting bored as well so when they're getting figured out they're going to play he just didn't care he's I think be he, he started to get the past couple of seasons you can see a creeping selfishness in his game yeah um, he seems to be edging away from being a team player rather than into it and I think as we said in the Liverpool edition Liverpool um, or Salah rather his, his right foot is just a shambles if you show him outside on his right foot he's never going to score and if teams can do that if defenders are good enough to do that and he's not good enough to dink his way back in or crowd him out it, it's a nullified force so it sounds dumb might be completely wrong. Liverpool will win the league, Salah will finish top four. But for me, I think they're going to struggle this season. Um, round out the top six, I might as well. I'll put Man United. <laughs> I think Man United, um, uh, I think they flattened Puget Trees at the end of last season, if I'm honest. Um, Wait, Fernandez. Flattened Puget Trees. Flattened Puget Trees. 
I think Fernando came in and had a, a decent handful of tackles. I'm not sure they're as good as their form suggested. Um, I'm not sure. I think Van der Beek's a good signing, but I'm not sure they're going to have enough to do to impress me. It sounds mad. People think, well, they signed Van der Beek and Tottenham. Then you find a couple of guys want to sell Van der Beek and leave. But I think it's like the tune-up at Dale. I think those guys are buy would more likely to buy out Jota. Yeah, I think the Tottenham guys and buying Jose into is infinitely talented. He's a that's really what I mean. The Tottenham guys are buying into what he's making, whereas the Man United guys have just been bought in because they have the money to buy them in. Yeah, it's just a different cycle at the moment. Yeah. So for me, going all the way back to where they were with Chelsea, as winners, they've signed talent. I think they're young talent. They're all pulling together under Lampard. They needed a presence at the back. They've signed a presence at the back, and Man City haven't. Thiago Silva is all of the things that I was saying about Man City. Man City should have got him. He's a leader. He's an accomplished defender. He's still at the absolute business in, in the Champions League going back to FG. Uh, I like him. I think he'll do well. And I think he'll shore up their leaky back line. Rudy, I think he'll make Rudy <laughs> a better player. Um, and I'm hoping, I know they've got Azpilicueta, but I'm hoping they play Rhys James. Uh, I think Rhys James playing alongside Thiago Silva and Rudy playing alongside him and Azpilicueta as a number one or two up front. Yeah. Um, for me, yeah, Chelsea. I think they're, they're going to score a lot of goals this season. They've tightened up at the back and the way they need them to. I think they might come the end of the season. Again, this is a bold prediction with everybody who's been brought in. But I would not be surprised to see Thiago Silva up there with signing Fernando Valencia if he keeps playing that way as well. Uh, so for me, that's my top six. Mm-hmm. How about you? Uh, I'm going to quickly rattle through mine. Okay. Great time. <laughs> Sixth place, I've gone for Leicester. Leicester, yeah, because yeah, okay. I feel like they're going to be in and about roughly where they were last season. Yeah. Chelsea fifth. Yeah. Chelsea uh, fifth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Manu fourth. Okay. Liverpool third. Yeah. Tottenham second. Mm-hmm. Man City first. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of I think similar to Big Three. It's kind of like Liverpool. I don't think it's going to quite have it. Tottenham are probably going to have that team inside of it and they're going to be doing really well. So I don't think they'll get place and I think Man City are going to be the dominant force again after having two last season yeah. they'll be fifth they want it they'll be hungry I think they'll want to show right, they'll yeah. want to show Liverpool like I'm completely confident yeah so I think that's the way it's going to go I think you're right. going to leave that to Liverpool to win the title and why not I think Liverpool will be better than Manchester United in the end okay uh, fantastic so, my so, so, so yeah you're probably your my, my punt is, or my punt, sorry, my punt, and your punt's going to have as well a Liverpool connection as well, and your punt's going to have a Liverpool or a Leicester connection. Yeah. Maybe I think Chelsea so. thinks in that way while they're spending money. They don't, yeah, but money isn't everything, is it? Like, do you think they spent a lot of money before and so just their team didn't gel? So I don't see, know. I, I, I can see Man United be up, up below them. I've got like Wolves and Everton and Leicester now, and I can see more that they're doing well than me. Maybe I think that top five might tighten up, and Man United will go down. That will be decent enough to last the rest of the season. Mm. Yeah. 
completely wrong. It's just something you kind of want, but you kind of don't want. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, relegations. Uh, for me, uh, Dan Kokorinov has gone for Crystal Palace finishing 18th, Fulham 19th, and unfortunately West Ham bottom. Now, oh my word, you imperious guy, West Ham at the bottom. You were really brutal today, man. I was a little bit, but <laughs> I think, we I both think it was are, a, in a kind of sad way as well, like, you know, as, as to what's happened there. I think there seems to be so much discontent around that club. Um, they have made Suchek permanent, but that, to me, seems like a miracle. Like, you know, I don't. I think they're the sort of team, they don't score many, and they're really relying heavily on not conceding many goals. Um, they looked a little better towards the end of the season. I think Noble's still quality, Declan Rice is coming on, but Antonio scored the goals, but he has been a bit of a fix-and-start player for performance across his career, so I'm not sure he's going to be a season-long consistent goal threat. Um, I just see it being a really hard season for them, and I know they're really desperately trying to find Dennis Kokoski, but for me, that's just a good one. If I could get one, 30 million quid, that's what they're spending on Kokoski. Yeah, so that's why I picked them bottom. It is with a little bit of a heavy heart because you know that everything's in place there for them to be a, you know, a, a top six team at least. You know, fighting for Europe and the like. But yeah, yeah I'm not just ignoring the baby, by the way. <laughs> you can, if I was picking that up on the thing, my wife would know. <laughs> but um, yeah, Fulham. I think it's going to be a tough season for them. They might bang a few goals in. Mitrovic hopefully gets on as well. That might be enough to see them survive, but I see them being in a relegation battle. And Crystal Palace, again, it's all about the goals. Palace haven't got too bad a back line, a little bit like West Ham. But they just haven't got a goal threat, haven't got a goal scorer. Well, I say they haven't got a goal threat, but Wolves at home. But whether he'll stay or not, who knows. If he doesn't stay, I might even be picking Palace for a spot. But for me, uh, those three teams, you know, I've picked like West Brom and Leeds to survive it just above that but for me those three teams scream out that there isn't going to be that much creativity in them and there isn't going to be that much goal threat um, not enough to stay up I think West Brom have got creativity on the wings Leeds have got creativity out wide um, and in the centre with uh, Hernandez and then they find a goal threat and they do get one out there who knows but I think I've got a feeling they might just have enough to survive and West Brom are enough you know those Dean Garner and Pereira are pivotal signings um, but yeah West Ham I, I mean I don't know like I say it's all just guesswork but you have to pick someone right and for me it was West Ham Fulham at the bottom this how about you so who was your bottom three uh, so I had no idea so I just literally uh, worked from the kind of top all the way down and then realised that they were being quite aggressive so this okay. is what I've gone for <laughs> I wrote this in like five minutes. Here we go. Um, so I've gone, I've repeated what you said, but going down. I've got West Ham 16th, Crystal Palace for 17th. So they're yeah. seem too far out. So this, we're thinking they're going to be in, in and around that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, these ones are probably ones that are going to be wrong, but uh, Sheffield as well for me. Yeah, it could well be. It's a little bit one of those, isn't it? I had a little think about whether they're going to be, I've actually picked them in 15th. I've picked them to have a, yeah. a harder season, but not hard enough that they go down um, yeah so yeah, like Brighton Brighton yeah um, I've put them a little bit 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very tricky, isn't it? It's hard because there's there's loads of teams that you could easily be in the bottom. Absolutely. Um, then I've got West Brom. And West Brom as well, yeah. So yeah, I've only taken twenty seven players out of relegation, but thinking again, we're on the same page as like people who think it's going to be in the bottom. Yeah, that's not terrible for our bonus because yes, and yeah. no one really knows. No. It's what makes me laugh about the football pundits and Brits as well. Like even when you talk to them, you're like, yeah, I get it, but guess you're at this stage, isn't it? And he seems like one or two games. Yeah, I don't know how these teams are going to play out. No, absolutely. And not. they can change it as well after like being tanked. They can completely change how they play and be absolutely fine and then start winning. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. That was our longest well, podcast in a while. That is our longest podcast in a while. And as uh, as the boys having a complete meltdown, we'll probably better better end it there and uh say good luck to everybody good luck to everyone tomorrow for all your teams if you are a fan of one of the premier league teams uh, good luck for your team and good luck in the fantasy world we will catch up with you on the other side of this weekend